Hello and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Spirit of 76 podcast. I'm your host, James Nelson. And today we're going to be doing something a little unorthodox on this show. We're going to be talking about the upcoming presidential election, uh, my prediction for it, and how I think it's all going to shake out. So this is going to be a really fun episode. Um, But before we get into that, uh, we're first going to hear from our sponsors over at Anchor. So most people out there are probably wondering... Um, how it's going to shake out for the Republicans and Donald Trump in the 2020 presidential election. And based on the real clear politics analysis, their polls that they've measured, which probably is the most accurate, um, Donald Trump's approval uh, percentage is 43% and his disapproval is at 53.1% with a 9.8 spread. And I think that it's very... That's very simple. It's not controversial whatsoever as far as his, not his job approval, but as far as a personality, as far as him playing the part of president. Um, I think that his tweets have not helped him whatsoever. I think that just the way he carries himself and the way his words, his rhetoric, get in the way of what he's trying to do. Because... I think that if Donald Trump just shut his mouth, didn't talk at all, didn't tweet anymore, he he'd have a great shot at winning re-election, but he he snatches defeat from the jaws of victory all the time. He's always throwing himself into the into the thick of things just because he likes being in the action and and being in the fight, which is not very politically smart. Because if if Donald Trump really I mean he 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 has uh, he's marketed himself fairly well because he is who he said he always was. He's not a politician. But a normal politician would be more self-aware of where he stands in the political atmosphere and would be more aware of what causes his approval and his disapproval. So here's how Donald Trump can win in 2020. This is the best way he can win. He can win by pointing at the Democrats and highlighting their craziness and their radical agenda. And if he stays away from from tweeting, if he stays away from himself, if he doesn't inject himself into every controversy, if he isn't stirring up so much noise all the time and reminding people that he's in the White House all the time, then he's got a great shot because the Democrats really at this point are not a strong party. They do not have any great issues to run on. Um... They don't really have a lot of good candidates who, in a normal setting, would do very well in a presidential election. And as we'll discuss later, the Democrats really, their strategy for 2020 is just pointing at Trump. Because as far as personality goes, he's not very well liked by most people. And especially by urban urban women, urban moms. He's very disliked by them. I think he's very disliked by the Hispanic community. And he's very much disliked um, in big cities across the country. And he alienates a lot of people with his rhetoric. And so what Trump has to do is highlight the good agenda that he has followed on. He has to highlight uh, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh as Supreme Court justices. He needs to highlight the economy, the, the low unemployment rate. He needs to highlight 
military strength. He needs to highlight his immigration plan. He needs to highlight um, he needs to highlight his energy projects. He needs to highlight um, his foreign success. He needs to highlight his trade deals with Mexico. And if he uh, if he could somewhat soon get a deal with China on a new trade agreement, then he could also highlight that. And the two the 2020 election is somewhat like the 2000 election because Bill Clinton in 2000, he wasn't running that year. That was the end of his second term. But he had a lot of good policies and the, the economy was in a very great position. But he was unpopular as a president and people didn't trust his moral character. And that's why Al Gore on the Democratic side, didn't campaign with Bill Clinton because the country didn't like him as a personality. And so the more Trump uh, grabs headlines, the more tweets he sends, um, the more kind of bizarre characteristics of his nature we see, the more unpopular he's going to become. And and the Democrats know the, the, the Democrats know this, but they can't stay away from being crazy and saying crazy things. That's why Joe Biden is far out in the lead when it comes to the Democratic side of the, of, <clears throat> of the race. So right now, Real Clear Politics has him at 31%, 15 points above Buttigieg, or 50, or sorry, um, 15 points above Bernie Sanders, 15 points above Elizabeth Warren, um... And then Kamala Harris is at 8%, and then it kind of dies off from there with Buttigieg at 5.5, and O'Rourke at 2.5, and then Booker at 2.3, Yang at 1.5, Gabbard at 1.3, and then it's kind of just breadcrumbs from there for everybody else. But the reason why Biden is polling strong is is because he is the most electable Democrat at this point, because he's the only one who's not trashing the country on a regular basis. He's the only Democrat who's not saying insane things. Because literally at this point, all you have to do to beat Donald Trump is not say crazy things and and not say uh, alienating things to half the country, such as Warren and Sanders and Harris and Buttigieg are doing on a routine basis. And all all Biden has to do in order to win in November and 2020 is to say as little as possible in the campaign as Barack Obama's vice president. That's all he has to do. He doesn't have to say anything great. He doesn't have to do anything great. He doesn't have to make a lot of speeches. He doesn't need a lot more money because Barack Obama is still very popular as far as a personality goes and as far as being within the democratic sphere. He has a 96% approval rating among, among Democrats. And so when we look at Joe Biden, who was his vice president, he's very popular with, with black voters. I think that uh, I saw in a poll that among black voters, which is a huge percentage of the Democratic base, he has uh, a 20-point lead over Bernie Sanders, or a 25-point lead. But so, so Biden dropped off a little bit. He was at 32%. Dropped down to 26%. Uh, the first debate when uh, Kamala Harris attacked him as a racist, which was extremely cynical. 
uh, uh, Harris jumped up to 15%, who, who was above Sanders and Warren. So she was in second. That was July 5th. And then ever since then, she's been kind of on a slow decline. And now Biden's at 31, Sanders at 15, Warren at 15, and Harris at 8.3. So those are... And then there's Buttigieg. Buttigieg is kind of the dark horse of the race. He, he is... He has a moderate voice, a moderate tone, but in reality, he has radical ideas just like the rest of them. And so I think this is clearly Biden's race to lose, but the Democratic base right now is extremely far left. And so as far as national polling, he's doing very well, but as far as um, the base of the Democratic Party, he's not polling very well. I think Sanders and Warren are much more popular with the radical left, uh, which seems to be coming more and more of the mainstream of that party. So Trump, he just needs to get out of his own way. He just needs to delete his Twitter. He needs to just go about his own business. He doesn't need to do any interviews, make any speeches. All he has to do is point at the economy, seal up a trade deal with China, and open his mouth literally the least amount he can. And he would cruise into re-election. Because most people in this country, especially the middle part of the country, and especially in swing states like Pennsylvania, Ohio, um, and Florida, and Virginia to a certain extent, are not actually in favor of the Democratic agenda. So what this part, what this race is going to come down to in 2020 is do you prefer a good personality or do you prefer good policies? That's what it's going to be about because no one can deny that, that Donald Trump has better agenda ideas and has passed better legislation than the Democrats would certainly propose. And they know that. That's why they don't talk a lot about legislation. The Democrats don't. If you listen to their debates, and if you listen to the interviews, and if you read their tweets, these candidates are aiming solely at Trump and at moderates. And they're, they're constructing their races based on narratives and not on actual X and Y agenda. And to be honest, most people are just kind of turned away from the Democratic personalities. They don't have, they're not very agreeable. For example, so, I mean, Joe Biden is kind of agreeable as a politician uh, on stage. He's kind of quiet and kind of keeps to himself and slurs his speech a little bit. But besides that, he he, he doesn't come off as weird, I guess. He comes off as really old, which can be off-putting, but Donald Trump is also just as old. Um, but as far as personalities in the Democratic Party go... Bernie Sanders just yells all the time and is kind of loud and annoying and seems like the guy who would say, get off my lawn. Just, I don't know why he has so many young supporters. I guess young people are idiots. Um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren is very preachy and very annoying and always asking for attention and reminds me a lot of Hillary Clinton 
in the fact that she memorizes her own script and just repeats her own script in the same monotone voice and tries to be dramatic when she can for effect. And, and it's kind of just the same routine over and over again. Um, Kamala Harris has kind of a, a, per, a, a sassy personality, kind of a, like Erica from Stranger Things. She's kind of just uh, in your face a little bit. And she has a nice smile. And she's not too bad, but she has a weird laugh. And it, when she's put on the defensive side of, of an argument, she doesn't do very well. And she kind of just laughs to herself. And it's just kind of uncomfortable for everyone to watch. And then there's Buttigieg, who... I mean, he's kind of a... He's a conundrum, because he's a gay Catholic mayor from South Bend who's a Democrat. And honestly, Buttigieg would have a great shot to win this whole entire thing if he wouldn't say radical things and attack his fellow Christians every single time he gets a chance to do so. But these Democrats are just very off-putting to me. And not that Trump isn't off-putting, because Trump is off-putting to a lot of people. But sometimes people can... Uh, or at least voters can put aside quirky personality if they like their policy. But all the problem with these Democrats really is that they all think that they're JFK or Martin Luther King Jr. They all think that they're going to change the world and they're going to change the the whole political sphere and that they're going to save the world themselves, and which is obviously silly because they're a bunch of damn fools, but that's their own prerogative. Um, and another article that I saw on, on, uh, Real Clear Politics, which I think is very telling, is the fact that Texas is on the verge of becoming a purple state, meaning that it is going to become a toss-up in 2020. And this is due to Trump's alienation of, uh, swing voters in places like Texas. If he would just not talk and would just signed bills and say make America great again every now and then and go golfing with his MAGA hat on and just would kind of keep to himself then he'd win Texas and most of these states but he just has a problem with staying out of the limelight he loves the limelight and so in Texas there are three GOP um, House of Representative uh, Republicans who are not going to run again just because, I mean, for different reasons, but just because they don't want to defend, um, they don't want to defend Trump's rhetoric in in these swing states, and they know that they're that they're going to lose in twenty twenty, just like the Republicans got killed in twenty eighteen. And I, above all people, fear a Democratic uh, presidential cabinet. We are at a turning point in our country, and I abhor the idea of a Democrat in the Oval Office, because even though I don't like Trump's personality very much, I don't like what he says, and it's very crude and and not very smooth, and it, and it kind of just turn, pits... Uh, each and every one of us against each other sometimes. I would rather take that over someone who's signing crazy legislation which actually affects my future.
But if I were to choose a Democrat to be in the Oval Office, I would choose Joe Biden because Joe Biden is not very active. He's very quiet. He's kind of an idiot, not very smart. He'd be easy to campaign against uh, in the 2022 midterms. He'd be easy to campaign against in the 2024 presidential election, which, um, I mean, you can't really forecast his policy right now or who his VP is and if he's going to run again. But I think that as far as the personality goes, if we were to, if the Republicans were to run a a youthful, robust Republican who was a good communicator, someone like Nikki Haley or um, a Dan, a Dan Crenshaw from Texas, who I'm a big fan of. If we could run one of those, we could take back the White House in 2024. So if Joe Biden takes the takes office in, in 2020, yes, we'll have to live under Joe Biden and his... In his administration, sadly, for four years. But then I think that we get another Republican president in 2024, which would be good. Um, because the, la- the last thing we need right now is a president like uh, Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris or Pete Buttigieg who are actually socialists. Because as weird as it is, Joe Biden is the only popular moderate Democrat running right now. Which is insane to say because he was a very radical, very liberal, very left-leaning senator from Delaware. And sad as it is, I think that there's a great shot he's going to win in 2020. But my prediction is that I think Donald Trump ultimately will... If he keeps a good economy, if he can somehow manage to not become mute or cut out his vocal cords, but if he could just manage to tone down his rhetoric in some way, if Mike Pence could just put his phone in a blender, um, then I think he's got a great shot. But if there is an economic downturn, if people begin, if people, if people begin to lose their jobs, if if there is any weakening if there's any bending in the economy right now then then he's screwed but 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 if he maintains this strong economy which we have known over the past couple of years and he can point to that and he can pass some immigration reform if he can sign a new trade deal with China then and those are minor and major um milestones he'd have to accomplish but i believe if he could achieve uh, one or two or three of those things that I listed, then he's got a great shot, and I think he would win again. But we're still a year and a half away, folks. I mean, so many things can happen between now and November of 2020. For all we know, Joe Biden could die of Alzheimer's. I mean, there's just so many things that could take place that we can't predict right now, but my prediction is that if the economy stays strong, Donald Trump wins re-election. Because I think Texas ultimately will stay red, and I think that the Democrats are crazy, and that they're they're all drinking the same Kool-Aid right now, which is probably laced with some strong, uh, strong drugs. And...
I don't see them toning down their rhetoric anytime soon. However, when it comes to their rhetoric and their crazy ideas, if Joe Biden were to secure the nomination next July at their convention, and there was only one Democratic voice uh, speaking for the whole party, a moderate voice like Joe Biden, who could appeal to those swing voters in rural, urban areas like Pennsylvania, then I think the Democrats would win. But... Trump has got a campaign and hope that the Democrats stay crazy. And given what we've seen so far in this cycle, and based on the people we have have observed so far, I, I don't see them toning down their rhetoric or becoming sane or coherent anytime soon. So that's my prediction. I predict that Donald Trump will win if he keeps a strong economy. I predict the Democrats will win if they become more moderate in their tone and if Joe Biden, a moderate candidate, can win their nomination. So thank you for tuning in today. I'm your grateful host, James Nelson. God bless you, and may God bless America.